0: You're listening to the Fitness Matters podcast and this is episode number 11. Well, hello, hello, you guys. Welcome to the Fitness Matters Podcast. My name is Paula B, and I am your hostess with the mostest. where every Sunday we talk about the fitness matters that matter to you, and you guys, today we are talking about self-love and gratitude, and I am really excited about this one, because this is, this is a topic that we have touched on before, meaning like really before, like when it was still the Let's Run podcast, and if you are new to the podcast, you might not know that this is actually the second iteration of me having a podcast. I mean, there was, it was pretty seamless. There was really only a couple of weeks in between them and I still upload on the same feed. So if you like subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud or whatever, and you scroll back, you can see all these old episodes where I'm like walking and running and talking about running. Cause it used to be called the Let's Run podcast where we talked about these kinds of self-help, self-improvement topics while doing some exercise. And I really, I loved that while we were doing it, but I'll be honest, I love this version more. I think it opens itself up to you being able to listen, whether you are exercising or driving to work or doing the dishes or, or whatever. I think I feel like it's more accessible. The feedback that I've gotten, I've kind of heard both, that it's A, more accessible, but P B. some people really miss the running. And I totally get that. Um, and in fact, let me, let me promise you again, I do actually have an all-running podcast that is going to be coming out sooner or later. I really, I don't have an ETA on that one. <sighs> because I've got, I've got a lot of plates spinning right now. So, so let's talk about self-love and gratitude. And, and part of that is me feeling grateful for how many plates I have spinning right now and feeling self-love for the fact that I have promised you something that I have not delivered yet. And that's, that's actually kind of a good segue into how we're going to talk about self-love and gratitude. Actually, no, let me finish the thought that starting on. Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is me losing my train of thought like I do. So the reason I even brought up the Let's Run podcast is because we have talked about both of these topics a couple of different times. We have talked about changing negative self-talk. We have talked about self-love. We've talked about gratitude. And in the show notes, I will link all of those. Do not feel like you have to go for a walk or a run while you're listening to them. They are still just podcasts. I mean, at some point in the the podcast, I will have some heavy breathing. So that might be really awkward if you are listening, you know, in public or whatever, but, but they're still very listenable and they still have a lot of the great groundwork for where I'm going today. You know, I am a firm believer in self-love and gratitude. I'm not going to turn this topic on its ear like, whoa, you don't need to love yourself. Of course you do. And whoa, you don't really need to be gratitu- grateful. Yeah, actually you do. Having self-love and gratitude is pretty much the cornerstone of self-improvement and self-help and being fully actualized in yourself. The I, I truly believe that... We don't fully love other people until we can fully love ourselves. And that is a really hard thing to say when you and I both know that, man, sometimes it's, it's hard to love yourself. It's really hard to speak nicely to yourself. It's hard to feel grateful for things. But I do want to turn it a little bit on its side the topic of self-love and gratitude because here's something that I see a lot. I have I have quite a few friends on Facebook who do like the you know, however many days of gratitude or thankfulness in, in November, you know, leading up to Thanksgiving, which I love. I have a couple of friends who have done like a hundred days of gratitude or a hundred days of happy thoughts, or there's different iterations of it. I have a friend who posts literally every single day and has for like a really long time, three things that she's grateful for. And I just, I love it because it's really interesting to read actually. But here's what I've noticed about those kinds of gratitude lists. And, and I'm, I'm lumping both self-love and gratitude in our topic today because they are pretty intrinsically related in the sense of feeling grateful for things comes from self-love. I mean, I again I, I really feel like self-love is the seed, it is the nugget, it is the deepest thing from which everything else we do flows. I I think that self-love is the the beginning of creativity. I think it's the beginning of love for other people. I think it's the beginning of gratitude. I think it's the beginning of uh, pretty much everything that we do in the world. Which makes it pretty clear why, when we have struggles with loving ourselves, why it can be difficult to do other things. It can be difficult to make our way through the world. But I've noticed that when people talk about, you know, loving yourself or being grateful, you know, the offer or the suggestions that they offer are things like, you know, think of think of three things that you like about yourself and go tell yourself those things in the mirror. Or think about three things that you are happy about and write them out in your gratitude list. And while I don't disagree with that as a practice, I will tell you that for me personally, I have on numerous occasions, I mean, oh my gosh, how long ago did I first start hearing about gratitude lists? I'm going to say this was Oprah back in the 1990s who first started. I mean, maybe not. <laughs> I doubt that she was the first person who ever talked about gratitude lists, but she was the first place that I had ever heard about cultivating an attitude of gratitude. She was the first person that I heard talking about making a gratitude list. So we're talking, for me personally, 20 plus years that I have been working on this, this gratefulness practice. And I will tell you that I struggled with it. And it's not because I have, don't have things to be grateful for. I have plenty to be grateful for. But here's the reason why I think it didn't quite stick. I would write out things that I'm grateful for And be grateful for them. I mean, it wasn't even that I was having a hard time, like, conjuring up the feeling of gratitude. But there was a part of my mind that also, simultaneously, was thinking about all the crap that I'm not grateful for. Was thinking, at least vaguely, maybe even subconsciously sometimes. But it was there, in the back of my mind, thinking about the things that aren't happy thinking about the things that make me feel sad or make me feel embarrassed or make me feel angry and it was the same way with with self love practicing self love looking yourself in the mirror and saying i'm so proud of you for you know whatever what i really should have come up with a list of good things today <laughs> but that's all well and good but again even though I'm saying I'm so proud of you for, you know, running that 5K, there's a part of me that's like, but, you know, you're still kind of wrinkly and, gradi- you know, gravity is still getting to you when I'm looking at my body. You know, things like that where there's always, for me, that, that back half. And for a long time, I just thought that continuing to repeat all the positive stuff, all the affirmations, all of the good stuff, that eventually it would just drown out the bad stuff. And I will tell you, 20 plus years into trying to cultivate self-love and gratitude, it has not drowned out anything. There is, not even was, is. I'm still working on this. This is still a work in progress. There is still junk. There's still junk in there. And I realized somewhat recently that in order to truly cultivate gratitude and self-love, that I actually have to love and be grateful for all the junk too. And here's what I mean about this. I mean that all the things that you would rather not think about, that you would rather just shove in the back of the closet, that you would rather keep in your subconscious rather than thinking them out loud or saying them out loud, heaven forbid, we need to be grateful for them too. We need to love those things too. And it's not easy, my friends. It's not easy at all. And, and while I do have a several step process for this, I'm just, I'm going to start off by telling you that there's nothing about this process that I'm going to share with you today that actually feels good right away. Like so much of self-help, this, this is not a quick fix. It's not an easy fix. It's not an easy task. And it is a task because I like tasks. I like to, I like to give you something practical to take away from. But but it is worth it. Here's when. Here's when I came up with this a couple weeks ago, which was now uh, two months ago. Oh my gosh! Wow, that's crazy. If you if you listened to the grief podcast that I did in the middle of December, I talked about well, I talked about grief. Obviously, I talked about my sister's death and and how you know over the course of the 2 years that she's been gone how i've gone through the grief process and how how i'm feeling and how i was feeling and all those kinds of things and at the end i had had what at the time was a novel thought and now i've had a couple of months to really ruminate on this i had this thought i asked myself as i often do when i'm when i'm struggling with how i feel about something i ask myself how do i want to feel and the answer was immediate i want to feel grateful and yet, putting that into a sentence of, I feel grateful that my sister died, or I feel grateful that my sister is dead, didn't, didn't really resonate with me in, in, in any manner right away. It, it took some real practice to even be able to say those sentences, let alone access any kind of actual gratitude for them. But the more that I thought about it, and the more that I repeated it to myself, and the more it became, you know, a mantra or an affirmation, the less difficult it was. And I have found myself two months into this, a little bit over two months actually, into this, I think about it pretty often. When I look at pictures of her, I can say, I'm grateful that she died. And it doesn't have a lot of an edge to it. It still has a little bit. It's still not a hundred percent. It's still a weird thing to say in a lot of ways. And I understand that, I mean, if you did not listen to that entire podcast, this, this might have kind of come out of left field and sound like a very bizarre thing to say. But practicing it is making it easier and is truly helping me feel more grateful. And so this is what I would like to offer you today. Rather than trying to drown out the junk that you have in your life with, I feel so happy. I feel so positive. I love all the good things about myself. That you actually legitimately work on loving and feeling grateful for the things that right this minute, you don't feel loving or grateful for. And you know that means I'm going to ask you to make a list, my friends. <laughs> this is, oh my gosh, this is the worst list I've ever made. I mean, honestly, this, this didn't take me very long. It, it was surprisingly uh, fast to come up with an entire page of junky feelings that I am trying to turn around in my mind that I would like to love and feel grateful for. And I am, in fact, going to share them with you because I want you to understand that, I mean, first of all, what I always want you to understand anytime, anytime we talk about any of these topics, especially the difficult ones though, I want you to understand that the junk that is in your head is not unique to you. And I mean that nicely. I'm not trying to tell you that, you know, oh, you're you're so common. Everybody feels that way. No. What you feel is what you feel. But feeling bad isn't unique. Feeling like you are struggling with self-love and gratitude is not unique. Lots of us feel this way. You are not alone. But I also, i I, I want you to... I want you to understand that making this list is not going to be easy. Well, okay. No, it was. It was both easy and not easy, as I said. Coming up with junk was really easy. but, But thinking about it in a new way is something I am currently working on. Thinking about it in a way that feels loving, that feels grateful, is something that I am currently... Practicing, and it's why I made a list. This is why making a list is so important, because you need to first of all get it out of your head, but you also you need to refer back to it later. Let me read you my list, and then we're going to go on with the other steps that you're going to need to do. Okay. So I started with self love. This was a couple days ago. I was I was thinking about this topic. I was thinking about how my my mind has changed towards gratitude. And I was, I I don't remember where I was, but I was reading a comment that somebody was talking about with self-love. And I was thinking about myself. And the first thing that popped into my head was just such a funny thing for me to think of that I was like, I need to write that down. And then when I wrote it down, I was like, but do I love this about myself? And I thought, yeah. Yeah. I I could, I could love this about myself. And then I kind of challenged myself to come up with other, what I think of as somewhat negative characteristics that I could find a way to love myself about. So here's my list I love that I'm controlling, I love that I take things to heart. I love that I procrastinate. Yes, there it is again, my friends. If you were listening just recently, facts versus opinions, I love that I procrastinate. I love that I overthink things. I love that I'm impatient. I love that I'm bossy. You're noticing a theme here. I love that I talk over people. I love that I work too much. I love that I don't clean my house. I love that I don't drink enough water. I love that I put off answering emails. I love that I'm selfish. I love that I ask other people to do easy things instead of doing them myself. I love that I gained weight. I love that I keep thinking about negative comments that people have left. I love that I have a long to-do list. I love that I might fail. I love that I play too many games on my phone. I love that I haven't texted my friends in a while. I love that I talk without thinking. I love that I'm abrupt. I love that I don't really like Instagram. None of those are, none of those are like inherently lovable qualities, but here's the thing that I noticed as I was writing them down. Starting that sentence every single time with I love, it conjured up a feeling of love. And I wasn't really working towards that. I wasn't really struggling with it. I wasn't really trying very hard to feel self-love. There was an element of repetition that generated that feeling inside of me. Even for what would otherwise be negative characteristics, as I was writing the sentence... There was something in every single one of those sentences that I was like, yeah, I can see why that's lovable. Yeah, I can see how that makes me who I am. Yeah, that's, that's something I could love about myself. And I wrote it down, which made it a little bit more real, a little bit more truthy. And there's an element of there's an element of psychology in that. I mean, we've I feel like we've talked about this before. That getting something out of your head and onto the paper makes it concrete in a very different way than just thinking something. And so being so so buoyed by this self-love, I I translated this into the bigger picture of things that I am grateful for also, because gratitude isn't necessarily something that you feel towards yourself. Gratitude tends to be more about other people or situations or things that feel slightly more out of your control. And, and this list, again, really easy to make, but difficult to make easy because there was plenty of situations that I... I'm working on feeling grateful for, but difficult because, because it brought them all up. The number one thing, of course, I'm grateful that Vicki died. I am grateful for all of the embarrassing things that I've said. And I have to tell you, I could not even begin to make a comprehensive list of this. But I, I came up with a couple of examples and there are hundreds, probably thousands more the time that I said, that's okay, when somebody was trying to introduce themselves to me and everybody at the table, I was with a group of friends and somebody was like, oh, I haven't met you before. I'm, you know, so-and-so and and went to shake my hand and I was like, oh, that's okay. And, And what I was saying was, It's okay that we haven't met before, but the way everybody else at the table heard it and laughed because they thought I was being super rude was that, well, it's okay. We don't need to meet. And I'm still embarrassed about that. I will tell you that that incident happened in 1987. And I still lie awake at night sometimes thinking about that. And now it's on my gratitude list. I'm grateful that I said that accidentally. I'm grateful that I said, well, I don't really get along with people who were born in September to my mother-in-law whose birthday is in September because why, why wouldn't I say something like that? There are lots of reasons why I wouldn't say something like that, but I can be grateful that I have put my foot in my mouth numerous, numerous, numerous times in my life. I'm grateful that my dad stopped talking to me. We have since started talking. Again, I actually have a good relationship with my dad, but this was a long time ago. In fact, oh, hey, 1987. (laughs) That was a rough year for me. (laughs) I'm grateful that I quit that job without notice. I'm grateful that I was rude to the aid station volunteer. Oh, my gosh. I was at a race... And I was um, I was sweeping the race, meaning that I was in last place intentionally, picking up all the the trail markings and stuff. And by the time we had gotten, I was with my husband. We had gotten to one of the one of the very last aid stations. They had cleaned everything up. There was no food, no water, no nothing. And I was hungry and thirsty. And we'd been on the trail, you know, significantly longer than anybody else. And I was not nice to the aid station volunteer. And I'm both embarrassed by that and grateful for that. I'm grateful for that situation. I'm grateful for the lessons that I've learned from it. I'm grateful that I cheated on my boyfriend. I'm grateful that my boyfriend cheated on me. Different boyfriend, different cheating <laughs> many, many years ago, by the way. Just, just so we're clear. Been married for well over 20 years. These are really old things that were really easy to come up with when I was thinking about junk that I was not grateful for until I started writing this gratitude list. I'm grateful that I was impatient with my mom. I, again, I can come up with numerous examples, but that was kind of a catch-all. I'm grateful for all of the businesses that I started that failed, there have been several. I'm grateful that I DNF'd, that means does not finish or did not finish my first marathon. I'm grateful that I didn't hear my friend and responded inappropriately. Again, something that I've done numerous times. I don't hear very well out of my right ear anymore. And if you're standing on that side of me, sometimes I say things, uh, I respond inappropriately because I'm apparently too embarrassed to tell you that I didn't hear something. This list, honestly, not comprehensive, not even remotely comprehensive. And it's something that I'm going to tell you is maybe it's part of step one of the make a list, but also kind of part of step two, which is come back to it, this is not a task that you can do all at once. This is, this is a lot. And you will find that coming up with this stuff, even though you're writing, I am grateful or I love, it'll bring up, it'll bring up the other emotions too. It'll bring up the embarrassment. It'll bring up the shame. It'll bring up the sadness. It'll bring up the fear. It'll bring up the, embarrassment is the overwhelming one for me. It'll bring up yucky feelings. And when you come back to the list, you'll add to it certainly for a while. I mean, this is this is not meant to be a sit down one time and and get rid of everything you've ever felt at one time, but it's it's something that you'll come back to and you can add to again and again. But I'm encouraging you, step two, is to come back to it. This is the kind of gratitude list that you actually need to repeat, that you actually need to see again and again because it's not your first instinct to feel grateful for these things. It's not your first instinct to love these things about you. You need the repetition. And you also need to let the other feeling that's associated with it, go. As it goes, it will be replaced with gratitude, with self-love. But the other feeling needs to dissipate. And the only way to dissipate a feeling is to let yourself feel it. Now, here's why this works. It is, it's a terrible thing to feel in the moment but it's actually based on like real life cognitive behavioral psychotherapy and it's it's called exposure therapy i mean you've probably heard of it it's it's just what it sounds like it, generally speaking it's used for people who have like phobias or anxiety or sometimes ptsd but it works for it works for this kind of stuff also when you can bring up your feelings in a controlled manner, like this, writing out a list, it helps you in the long run, not in the immediate. In the immediate, you feel that feeling, you feel the shame, you feel the embarrassment, you feel like I'd much rather feel anything in the world except for this. But when you come back to the list and you read the words again, I'm grateful for all of the embarrassing things I've said. You're repeating the exposure to the embarrassment part and letting it dissipate. And you're reinforcing the gratitude part. Here's the thing that's bizarre about the way our brains work. We, and we've talked about this again in the, the facts versus opinion, when we think something over and over we tend to believe it. And yet, when we are repeatedly exposed to a different way of thinking about something, over time, we can change the way we think. And it's not even something that somebody else necessarily has to do For you, I mean, sometimes when we're changing opinion, it's because you know we're we're married to somebody who loves a team (laughs) that you know you finally you hear him rooting for them thousands and thousands of times. You're gonna become a fan yourself. But this is the kind of thing that you can actually do for yourself. You can change your own mind. This is not an easy project. I mean, it's really it's just the two steps long. Make a list come back to the list. <laughs> but there's so much more to both of those steps that it's I'm going to leave it at just those two steps for right now because there's there's so much to be done in those two steps. Letting yourself feel the feelings and letting them dissipate and consciously creating a new feeling of gratitude and love in their place is some of the best work that you will ever do truly it's i find it to be more fruitful than simply repeating positive things simply repeating happy things simply going over the good things in my life and that's not to say that i don't do those things also i mean this is this is not meant to replace your gratitude list. It's not meant to replace the, you know, the positive self-talk, but it is meant to be in addition to. It's, it's meant for those of us who have been struggling with the traditional gratitude list because there was plenty of other things that we didn't think we felt gratitude for. And I'll tell you, again, this is something I'm currently working on. This is, this is not something that I have successfully turned all of these thoughts around. I mean, you, you could hear it in my voice. There are some of these things that are still very charged with negative emotion. I'm going to come back to this list. I am a work in progress about this self-love and gratitude. But while I'm working on it, my friends, I want you to work on it, too. I want you to be along on this ride with me. And, I mean, if you'd like to, I would love for you to share. You don't, I mean, when I make these lists and share them with you, I I do that to illustrate to you how... How embarrassing some of my stuff is so that you don't feel so embarrassed. But I also, I understand that some of the stuff you're going to come up with is really embarrassing. You don't have to share like your worst moments. But if you feel like sharing some things that that maybe even thinking about it in a new way helps you think about it in a new way, helps you feel a new way, feel better, I would love for you to share so, so appreciate when you share your stories. It, it's just nice for us all to be able to connect. And you know, by the way, that we can connect um, pretty much anywhere. I'm on social. You know that. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Instagram. I'm especially on Facebook. Again, when you open up the show notes for the links to all of the different episodes that we talked about today, you can, you can find links for all the places that we can be friends. And my friend, thank you. Thank you so much for listening.